Welcome to episode 3 of Soccer in the States with myself, Johnny Clifford. This episode is sponsored by Murad.com, M-U-R-A-D.com. Use code JohnnyFootball5 at checkout for 10% off. Murad gets you all your men's skincare needs, uh, whatever you need, eye creams, moisturisers, they got it all, one-stop shop, sort out those wrinkles, lads. Uh, this episode was with my good friend Walker Hume. Uh, Walker was an originally an All-American, two-year All-American uh, at Rollins College in Florida, Division 2. He then transferred to University of North Carolina after winning the PDL National Championship with the Austin Aztecs. He went to North Carolina with his twin brother Tucker, uh, played two years there, was then in a second round draft pick in the MLS for FC Dallas. Spent his rookie season with FC Dallas, uh, went to Argentina, played against Boca Juniors and, and everything that goes along with a, a rookie in the MLS. He is now playing professionally in the United Soccer League, the USL, for Orange County Blues. So we sat down, we spoke about you know how the transition was and what his first year was like and his time in North Carolina and some funny stories from from him and I playing together with the at the Midland Soccers and the PDL and our first experience of, of, of firstly playing against each other and then three or four days later him joining my team and and uh, it's, it's been like you know we've been friends for a few years now and he's one of those guys yeah you either love him or you hate him yeah certainly someday I would say I love a great guy real good friend of mine uh, and really enjoyed the, pod- the podcast hope you guys liked it uh, make sure you guys subscribe uh, leave me any feedback you want get in, if you're interested in being on the podcast then get in touch uh, you know, super appreciative for, for the the support I got last week when it was launched and already meeting my, my weekly target in my first day was, was fantastic so hope you guys enjoy, see you soon once again I apologise for the sound uh, Walker and I met in a coffee shop in LA uh, so it was just a little bit of noise here in the background but you guys can can get the gist of it so hope you enjoy Welcome to Soccer in the States. Uh, I'm here with Walker Hume. Walker, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, so Walker and I go way back. We played together 2013, 2014. God, seems like a while ago now, but that was in the PDL. Uh, and since then, we've been good friends. And luckily enough, I was on a little trip to LA and managed to, to persuade him to come in a little interview. So uh, Walker, you grew up in San Marcos, right? No, Austin. Awesome. No, awesome. Awesome. Just outside, yeah. right? Mm. Okay. Uh, and you're, I mean, you were basically there until you decided to, to go off to college, to Rollins. Yeah, I grew up playing in uh, a club called Aussie United Capitals, and then it eventually turned into Lone Stars. Oh, that was, so that was a Lone Star right. when they'd done the takeover? Yep. Nice, nice. Uh, how did it, how, I guess, how did it, we'll start by asking, how did it come about that you guys ended up at Rollins? I mean, it's two six foot seven centre back and centre forwards I'm sure there was loads of offers in Texas like you guys always knew you wanted to get out of Texas or how did that all come about? Yeah I mean the, the college recruiting process is tricky especially when Tucker and I wanted to stay together um, yeah. play together and, and um, so when you get recruited you also have to find a coach that wants a centre back has a need for a centre back and a centre forward okay. um, you know we both kind of dealt with injuries throughout high school so and being late bloomers it just it uh, you know offers came and went here and there and so then 
Um, actually, Rollins College was going to a showcase that we were going to be at some, a weekend, and uh, so we just sent them an email, and uh, you know they came and watched us play, invited us out to campus, and right. ever since then we fell in love with that place. You went visited the campus, and after that point you were yeah, you were we went on. there, and it was I mean there was a you know a lake on campus, you know huge pool, sun sun was shining the whole time we were there, and yeah, yeah I'll do it. It's like a country club, so that, that, that pretty much sold us. And uh, you guys were there for two years. Year and a half. We went um, so the fall season and then the spring and then another fall and we left at the Christmas break. Who was your coach there when you were there? It was uh, Keith Buckley. Keith Buckley. Yeah. Right. And how did your I mean guess quickly like, for us sum up your kind of time there for us? How did that all kind of I mean what I guess what led to your decision to leave and you know was that a hard decision or? Yeah, I mean it was hard. We had you know we had, we were successful there. We went Sweet 16 and number one ranking the whole almost the whole season that year, and went to the Elite Eight our our uh, sophomore year. Won you know two conference championships in a regular season, so we were very successful there. But um, and after playing in a, our first summer in the PDL, we you know kind of talked with a lot of you know people up in soccer and kind of ultimately made the decision to to make the jump. And it wasn't an easy one for sure because you know we were so tied to Rollins and we wanted you know you know to win a championship there before we left but uh but it was you know it was the it was the right timing to make that move and you guys you and Tuck were both all americans there we were yes yeah yeah right. um, and that's not an easy feat either so i mean that's pretty that's pretty good you guys both decided once again was it going to be a double package were you guys when you were looking at four-year school when you were looking at division one schools were you like okay we're both going together or or at times yeah. did you consider splitting up or it was always going to be? No, it was always going to be a package deal. So when we were looking at teams, you know, we uh, we didn't even uh, entertain the ones that, that only that only wanted one of us. It was going to be either both or none for us. So. Yeah. And that's when North Carolina got involved. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, did you guys go out to a visit there in North Carolina? or? We did. We ended up taking three visits. We went to uh, um, Coastal Carolina first, um, and then we went to North Carolina right after that, and then we went to SMU. In Texas, after okay. so three of those, yeah, enjoyed every single one of them. Had great, great visits, and you know, ultimately came down to where we could see ourselves enjoying, you know, the school environment, the academics, and the soccer. Okay, excellent. Uh, well, that so I mean, guess that was kind of when I met you. We were played against each other in the summer. So you, the first year, you stayed the whole season with the Aztecs, right? Right. And then the following summer, you thought you you went back there originally. And then things kind of weren't going to. You wanted a new challenge, slash things weren't really going against. And yeah. fast forward to how you and I eventually met. Yeah, it was a culmination of things. You know, the first summer we we had a lot of success, won the PDL champion national championship that year, and then second year went back, and you know, different things add up, play time, and you know, lo location of where my parents moved to, out to West Texas, and being oh, closer to right, them right, was right, big right, for right. us. Um, it was only about an hour and thirty from where my parents were staying, so. Um, but yeah, we played two games against, actually against uh, Midland Odessa Soccer's where that's where I met Johnny yeah. originally. Yeah, you met me there. On a set piece. So funny, <laughs> funny story. I guess I'll, I'll kind of, I'll kind of start it and you can finish it. So we're playing against you guys. It's nil now and it's our first game. So I had only flew in three or four days earlier. I, you know, Matt Barnes, who was a coach, he was like, you know, he had me on the second team and then. By half time in our little scrimmage, he had me on the first time, and then that night when I came out, I'm the captain. So it was a kind of quick transition for me. So I was on a sit. We, we, he had like a double zone thing at corners. So I was on the the back of the zone, and then another lad was on the front of the zone. And then 
everybody else was supposed to just pick up size for size. So this Brazilian lad, we won't say his name on here, he picks you up and you just walked into the box free and you score a header. So the next corner, you walk forward and I'm like, okay, this guy's not scoring again. So I've, fast forward to this point, I go, I say, I've got the big lad. <laughs> yeah. So I come running up for a forward and up uh, for the corner and I've, you know, last one just walked right into a head or something and you know he's going to stay in the zone it's going to be you know hopefully get get on another one and I, and here he comes next you know his hands all over my jerseys and he's got me wrapped up like he's hugging me um and he was just all over me and, and that's when he said uh, the fame like he will you laugh about this today he was like and and his scottish accent i've got the bag lad and, and then i where i was you know already scored I was thinking I was all that I said oh is that right do you now and he's like shut up you big gun <laughs> and the rest of the game I just could not stop laughing about <laughs> back and forth we're just going after each other the whole game you did look like a big gun you had pink shoes on I'll never forget that I was like this who is this guy he's got pink shoes on he's coming up talking cut and then three quarters of the base through the second half Tucker comes on and I'm like Wait a second, I didn't know you guys were twins, I never knew anything about that. So he comes on and I was like, and he's like, ah, what are you looking at? <laughs> and I went, you're even uglier than your brother. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, so then Johnny was trying to play out of the back, and we all know how that ends up. It usually goes out for, we, we get ready to throw the ball in because he shanked it. So I'm yelling from across the field, I was like, give it to the big lad, let him play out the back, force it to his side. And he's over there back and forth, he was, I had pink cleats at the time, and he was like, did, you, did your sister let you borrow those cleats before the game? So we're just going back and forth. Turns out after the game, um, we spoke to Coach Barnes about you know making the transition over to Midland. And, to Midland, that's and right. Next day we had our bags packed and we drove to Midland and that morning and we got on a nine-hour bus ride to Albuquerque, New Mexico, New Mexico right, yeah. with soccer's. And right when I was getting on the bus, I was like, oh man, like I was fighting with some of these guys, especially that Scottish lad. And the, <laughs> and I thought he's it's. Seven in the morning, the first guy I see on the bus is, is him, and he just greets me with like a high five and was like, well, like welcome me to the team. So, um, and then after that, just kind of kicked off our friendship. Yeah, and it was a kind of weird summer. I felt like for, I mean, we had a good squad, but I didn't, I don't know. I guess with you guys coming in late and clearly taking two two other guys' spots on the team, he's the two years walked in and basically started straight away, and for the for the whole summer. Uh, so I don't know, I mean, I don't know how you felt like that, but that first year I de definitely felt like it was a little bit tense and... Yeah, it was know. It was definitely tough when we came in. We weren't there at the beginning when everyone kind of did the, the team bonding, bonding yeah. activities and then we were there was no more room in the apartment, so we were in the homestay, right, which kind of kept stay. us away from the team and then we were, you know, heading home after the games on the weekend. Yeah. So, to be fair, we really didn't get to, you know, that normal PDL environment where everybody's in the apartment together and you know um so yeah it was a bit and we dropped them some some games some late some late games against the Aztecs yeah um which kind of eventually we missed the playoffs on a tiebreaker yeah. and I think like you I mean both you and Tucker's kind of style and I guess that's why I've got such a good relationship with you two is that you kind of got that kind of old school mentality of messing with each other like that's that you know we're mates if we're messing with each other but a lot of the other guys that were on the team, I won't name any names, but a lot of the guys that were on the team that year, some of the other foreign guys were getting rubbed the wrong way with that, and they were a little bit soft, uh, slash, they were like, who are these guys coming in and talking crap? I thought it was funny, but uh, some of the other ones didn't as much. 
But then the second year you guys came back and you were a big part of the team that year. Right. Uh, came that back the, that year and Barnes named me the captain that year. We went yeah. all the way. Um, ended up having a few injuries at the end. Then I broke my foot right the last two games of the season. St- still clinched a playoff spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, then you have stepped in. Yeah, I had to play. Thanks for that, Matt. A half a concussion away from being <laughs> brain dead. <laughs> half a concussion away from being brain dead. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but you, I mean, what, what would you say, I guess, kind of talk to me about how you feel? I mean, I know you're a big proponent of the PDL. What, what would you think? How does that relate to the college game? And how would you say that playing in the PDL every summer helped you, you know, towards your college career? Yeah, the PDL was huge. I mean, you, you go to a team and you're playing against, you know, all the top college players all over the country and you're, you know, learning different styles and, and uh, you're just staying sharp the whole summer. You yeah. know, it's everybody else in the world's playing year-round. You know, they're taking a little bit of summer break, but we, uh, you know, in the college game, and there's there's so many games in a short period of time that the rest of the year you're, you know, you're kind of taking off and you're training not as much. So that summer allows you to get, you know, 10, 12, 15 games yeah. there to keep, to keep yeah. sharp and that way you don't, and keep your fitness up because that's a huge part of the college game as well. Especially for guys like us, like center backs and bigger guys, like we don't want to be out running and right. doing doggies up and down hills and getting fit. And I feel like a lot of college coaches want to keep their, their players and, and wrap them in cotton wool during the summer and it's like, just make sure you're, you're ready for the fall season. But, I mean, if you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. You've done your injury, you redshirted a season on a walkthrough. You weren't even... Yeah, was, even, did you even kick the ball? Or? It was the morning of the game. Morning and, uh, of the game. Foreigners versus America's crossing right. and finishing. Uh, and you just took a bad step, right? Yes, stepped to volley it and whiffed it, and uh, that was it. Just heard like a little snap, you and know. And that kept you out for a whole. Yeah, for five, six months. Oh. Yeah. So I mean, really, I mean, I just don't understand when a lot of coaches kind of wanna wanna protect. I understand how they wanna protect their players, but these things can happen. Yeah. If they're gonna happen, they're gonna happen. I mean, it's not. Not playing all summer is not going to guarantee that you come back fit for the fall. So exactly, and, and as you said, it can always feel like it. I always felt sharper when I went back to Benedictine the last year. <laughs> <laughs> I when I went back, I, I felt brilliant. Like my yeah. coach was, you know, hinting at me playing in the centre of midfield. And for a guy that doesn't have any feet, <laughs> doesn't have any type of touch or tactical awareness outside a centre-back. I'm certainly not a centre midfielder, but I think it showed that the level of competition I was playing at all summer, when I came back, I felt like, and going into my conference, and no disrespect to that conference, but I found it easy. I just found like, wow, this is like, everybody's slower. Like, I've got more time in the ball compared to the PDL, and uh, that kind of shows. So so I guess, what was that like? Because Tuck had redshirted the season before you, but that was due to grades, right, or transfer credits or something. Um, or was he in? Was he injured? No, no he came, so we came in and there was there were, we played a front three at Carolina and there was Andy Craven, Tyler England, Rob Lovejoy, who all ended up seniors, fifth year seniors, who all went in the MLS draft that year. So yeah. he wasn't going to see a whole lot of play time. So the coach came to him and said, "Look, we can redshirt you, and then you know three spots are opened up the next year." Yeah. So that that ended up what. What, uh, what was taking place. So then I played that year in the back. Um, and then the next year, broke my foot, Tucker played. And then so we got our last fifth year together. That was so weird. I remember I remember Matt and I saying, oh, you know, this is good. Like, they're going to get split up now. Like, Walker's going to go back and and he's going to play and Tuck's still going to have a year left. And then all of a sudden, yeah. somehow the gods just <laughs> got an injury for you. And you think that was, you think that benefited your career or you think 
getting that year obviously it was nice to play, get to play your senior year with Tuck but you know had you got started your professional career a year earlier or you think it was a good learning experience to get to sit and yeah I mean I wish I would have been able to go a year earlier uh, just because this day and age you know you know the older you get you know the less yeah. you get to play so but I think also getting to see a year you know taking a step back and seeing it was like and then really getting to you know attack my last year yeah, of college and it's soccer. Certainly, but it's not hurt you. Yeah, that. yeah, no, it didn't. And you're what age now? 24. I mean, geez, you're not even going to hit your prime for another four years. So, I mean, you've got plenty of time. So, again, your senior year, I remember you guys went on a good run with North Carolina, both you and Tuck had a, Tuck had a really good junior year, right? Yeah, he had 11 goals, led yeah, the ACC junior year that year. Yeah, killed it when, yeah. when you were out. You led the ACC, that's right. Yeah. That's brilliant. And then your senior year, North Carolina, you, I went and watched you guys in right. the Final Four. Ended up losing to Stanford. Lost shootout. to Stanford on penalties. Yeah, yeah we, had, we had a solid year that year. We scored 55 goals and we only let in 10 the whole year. You guys could have won the whole thing that yeah. year. Yeah, we, had, if you, we had the team to win it that year. Uh, they played Wake Forest in the final? Yeah. And did you guys play Wake Forest during the season? No, we didn't play in the, in the season. They were, there was only two ACC teams that you don't play a year now because right. they split it into two. So we split the regular season that year we okay. both uh, didn't lose a game and so um, but yeah Wake was a good team as well but you, I mean that's a penalty shootout it's 50-50 right. who wins yeah. say all you want about Stanford but Stanford just all everyone says it's 50-50 but they always seem to win those yeah. PK shootouts man yeah but uh, what's going on there but I heard a story that their, their, Goldstein, yeah. their goalkeeper that Epstein lad that he during the season when they practice penalties he doesn't use his hands so really? when I was at the Stanford camp, I heard that. Whether or not it's true, that's what someone told me this. That he doesn't use his hands, so he has to save with his feet, with his body. So when they get to the playoffs, it's like, hey, this is easy. I'm, I, I can use my hands now. I've been practicing saving penalties all season without my hands. Whether or not that's true or not, I heard yeah. it from one of the Stanford lads that that's what they do. But, uh, I mean, you guys, that's, uh, it could have went either way, right? So you think... If, I mean, if someone went, yeah, I mean, it's we, hard to say, right? Our goalie put his hand on three of them, and they still went in, and on, on the their goalie didn't touch any of them. Our guy skied over the goal, so yeah, it was right. just. I mean, at, at that when it comes down to mental, yeah, mentality, you know, and so anybody can win in that moment. Yeah, and how I don't know how how different things would have been, but I guess we fast forward now to you going to the draft. So talk to us about you. You were drafted by FC Dallas. Right, got drafted by Dallas, uh, 37th pick, um, second round. Went into preseason, no guaranteed contract or anything. Um, ended up going through a month, five weeks of preseason before I was signed. Uh, played th throughout my whole rookie year. Uh, played in two league games, played at Chicago, um, and then played at Portland Timbers. Uh, then we you played, played that? I didn't know that. I watched the Chicago yeah. one, you played at Timbers. How was that? That stadium yeah, it was notorious I mean, for being... Yeah, it was twenty-five to 30,000 people there walking out, couldn't even, you know, couldn't even hear the guy next to you talking. You're trying to organize and you can barely hear yourself talking. So it was an experience. I mean, playing against Fernando Adi, who's, you know, been scoring 15-plus goals in the league yeah. for the past five years. So it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I got... it's it's in the deep end, you know, for, yeah. for my two games, especially at Chicago with, with uh, Nemanja Nikolic, who had scored in nine straight games before right. we played him. And yeah. it was it was actually 2-1. We were down 2-1 nine minutes into the game. So it was, uh, and that was the final score. But, um, but I mean, yeah, I learned a ton in those both those games. Uh, then ended up playing in an Open Cup game against 
uh, Tulsa Roughnecks and then another Open Cup game against Colorado Rapids, um, which were also good experiences. Um, then towards the end of this, in September, went on loan out to Orange County. Yeah. Played nine games with them and, you know, really got to get get those games and it was which is what you know the loan spell was for for me just go out there and you know continue to and it's difficult as a center back because center back it's like kind of like a goalkeeper type position it's one of those positions that it doesn't you don't get time in there you're you're there in case walker's rude he's like his phone ring during an interview that's all right <laughs> uh, i mean it's just one of those positions that you don't you don't play right if you don't start at center back unless something happens or the guys having a nightmare then you don't really come off. Yeah, we had, we had quality center backs on Dawson. Matt Hedges with the national team, Walker Zimmerman with the national team. You remember me coming up. off when we played for the Soccers at halftime? Yeah. Do you remember why? Do you not remember when I played? So we played together center back, and one game in particular, I had to go off at halftime. Barnes hooked me at halftime. Is that the Aztecs game? No. No, you don't remember why? Uh-uh. Because of my boy, the striker. Oh yeah, you had, you got it. You were getting into it with, with your boy. Did that remind yeah. you? I remember. You had a yellow in the first <laughs> half, and it was leading to a red. Yeah, quickly. that red messed up my eyes. But I mean, I guess kind of moving away from that, as you're as you're saying, like it's invaluable experience to get in. You, I mean, a lot of guys get drafted the rookie season, don't see the field. So you went to Argentina as well, right? Yeah, I went to Argentina and played eight games in ten days there against River Plate. Estudiante, San Lorenzo, Rossing, so all those top teams because they were in a band. The league was in a, um, a TV commercial band, so they were um, they hadn't been playing games, so we were able to get some valuable games in that preseason. Um, I mean, it's a completely different environment over there playing yeah, of games. Course. You know, of course, really hostile, and that's a exhibition slash friendly game. Yeah. So, can yeah. imagine what it's like when it's Boca Juniors and River Plate. Yeah, I can only imagine. Uh, so, I mean. Without, I guess, I mean, share what you want to share, I guess. But you were you always under the impression that you were going to go back to FC Dallas the second year? The, the thing was with my age, I needed. I was on a, res, a reserve deal, which is the 24 and under. Um, so with me turning 25 this coming up August, I needed to be on a senior contract. So what they told me was basically, long story short, we, we want to invite you back to preseason to see if we want to offer you the senior contract so kind of shopped around a little bit in the offseason and um, ended up going back to Dallas and three weeks in to preseason they came to me and, and uh, ended up saying that you know that they were going to go in a different direction yeah so. which is fair enough that's yeah. football it's a business deal but right. I guess were you kind of disappointed with the way it went down you wish you'd been given more notice I mean um, you and I have kind of spoke privately about that but yeah I mean, you just you know, like I said, I can't. Like, I did well in the preseason. That's all I could do, control. You know, yeah. whatever else happens, you know, was their decision. So it's it's. Uh, but then again, I always believe in whatever happened. You know, it happens for a reason. You yeah. Know, so it could be, you know, another door opening over here in California for sure. And you're now down in Orange County playing. So yeah. I mean, it's not all that bad. Yeah. You're, you're making a living playing football when you're living in LA. Right. So. Uh, how was it? I mean, when obviously you you enjoyed your time there. I guess that was the benefit of your loan spell. You you enjoyed your time there, and then when it kind of came up, was there somewhere that you thought straight away that you wanted to go? Right? Yeah, right away. I mean, when I was out here last year, you know, I I enjoyed the you know this obviously the the area. I enjoyed the coaching staff, and um, you know they treated me really well. So when when I was released, you know, I was talking with my agents, and you know this was one of the teams that I kind of had 
in the back of my mind that if I was to be released, that this was a landing spot that I'd want to be at just because I felt comfortable when I was here. And um, so, yeah, the, when, when that happened, it was, you know, it was pretty quick to get over here. Yeah. And I mean, how long have you been here now? I've been here two weeks. So how, t t how was your first couple of weeks being here? I know you guys had a tie last night, but... Yeah, it was... It was uh, we didn't have a whole lot of signed guys at the beginning. We only had about uh, 17 to 18 guys that were under contract. Ended up getting a few loan guys, so we're, we're up to 21 or two now. But uh, it's a good group of guys this year. Um, actually, the assistant from last year is now the head coach. Oh, okay. Right, so some of the uh, same core values in the team and a little bit of a different system, but... Uh, well, we've got we've got uh, some some experience from around the USL as well. Yeah. Um, and then they brought in a, a, a few foreigners to uh, to add to that um, that good group good group of guys though. And and I guess what I, I kind of question I had kind of earmarked that I wanted to ask you would be what are you looking for out of your second year? What, what's going to be different from your first year? Obviously, you've dropped down a league for, for more playing time. Uh, obviously, the goal is eventually to get back up there, and we'll talk about that later. But what, I guess, what's like in the short-term goals for you? What are, is the team looking to do? What are you personally looking to do? Yeah, I mean, team-wise, the best way to get, you know, for everyone to get exposure is to continue to play well and continue and to win games. So I think as a, as a team, we want to, you know, play as best we can but individually you know just to con continue to grow my game and expand it you know I've I took a lot from Dallas learning that you know I was behind some of the top center backs in the MLS so I you know I learned a ton that year and and uh, you know get now it's getting to play games and putting it to the test and even in the USL there's the quality's going up and up every year I mean Drogba's playing for Phoenix you know obviously wasn't there last night but you know there's there's guys on on real good money now in the USL and so I think for me, just continue to grow my game and continue to, you know, also take a leadership role. You know, that last year I was in and out of the, of the Orange County locker room, not really a stable, a stable there. And now here I am going to be for a full year. So, you know, got to be also practice being more vocal in the back and, you know, things that can help my game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I guess like a, something that, with, I mean, with the USL, they've just launched that Division 3 as well, right? So there's going to be... Uh, for anyone that's listening to this from like the UK or anything like that, like to make them understand the American game, it's getting bigger and bigger now. There's more and more franchises popping up all the time. There's Major League, there's USL with the USL 3 now and the PDL and MPSL. I mean, football's getting bigger and bigger over here all the time. Yeah. Uh, when, I mean, when you were growing up, they were still doing dribble ups, right? Yeah. <laughs> for, for, for BKs. 25 yards in five seconds to get to, to get a shot off. So for anyone that's from Scotland or from anywhere in the UK that's listening up, so if a game was tied in America at the end of the game, they would have how many from each team? Like five? Just yeah. Like normal. So they would have five, they called them, what, dribble ups? Yeah, dribble shootout. <laughs> so you started with the ball on the 25 yard line and you dribbled towards the goal and you had like five or six seconds to score and you, you just ran at the goalkeeper one on one. <laughs> I mean, it's exciting, but you just think about it now and you're just like, wow, what is going on? I mean, that's just, uh, that's just crazy. But I mean, in some senses, I think that it's still, the game still has got a lot, a long way to go over here. I'm obviously a lot more involved with youth soccer than you are, but I mean, you can't head the ball now until you're, until you're U13, U12, you can head the ball. So you can practice heading the ball at U12 in the first part of the season, the second part of the season, you can actually do it in games. And So for U11, U10, you've got all these kids handballing it because they're, 
or they're, they're heading the ball by accident because they forget and then it's a free kick indirect free kick and people are scoring off these free kicks so coaches that I coach against have got like trick plays for when head free kicks occur I've got this one coach I coach against last year in Texas and he's got this like trick play that, that he gets when someone heads the ball and I'm just like wow like this is not progressing soccer in this country doing that yeah it's tough to to find that medium that balance between you know growing the game but also keeping the you know safety regulations there keeping kids safe yeah right. and I think that's why it is growing because so many more parents now know the risks with concussions with American football and they're pushing more and more kids into soccer not that I'm a good proponent of that but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just I was one of the unlucky ones that got a lot of concussions but I mean it is safer than football yeah, for, for, for you that. can get a lot of concussions when you don't know how to properly head the ball <laughs> <laughs> I mean you you stop the reason you don't get any concussions is because you just kept leaving me in the ball <laughs> big six foot seven and likes to play out the back <laughs> uh, I guess we'll move on to, I mean what's what's your kind of your kind of plans for the future now that you kind of short term as you say do you want to be here you're happy with Orange County I mean obviously have uh, you got you know a, a specific set of time goals that you want to get back in the MLS or are you just kind of now like, you know, I'm just going to go wherever my career takes me and keep working hard and not be not be concerned with, oh, I'm in the MLS, I'm in the USL, I'm in Division 3, Division 1? Yeah, I would, I would, I'm not concerned at what, at what league I'm in at all. Um, at this point, I'm, I'm just happy to be playing and, uh, you know, wherever that wherever that team may be, you know. Uh, so, I, I, as people tell me, this is like, it's a journey, you know. Yeah. No, rarely does somebody stick on the same team for you know 10 12 15 years you know so at this point I'm you know you got to ride that roller coaster of a career from from what seeing older players and and this and that but yeah for me going forward I just want to you know be happy with playing soccer you know there's a, there's a lot of guys I'm not playing right. soccer for a living right so when you grow up when you when you were growing up you were like I want to be a professional soccer player I want to play and earn money playing soccer so there's tons thousands of lads in right. America that are trying to do that, that are not doing that. So you've got to count yourself lucky. Yeah, I mean, when I went to Portland, 25,000 fans and then my parents were able to make that trip. So you know, I'm looking around in the stands, I can't find my parents for, you know, the whole national anthem. But then eventually get to see them and, you know, get to see the, the smile on their faces to see me out there and, you know, and, you know, they would love to come see us play. So I think continuing to, continuing to play while I'm enjoying it, because once it's not fun, then, then what's the point of doing it? But yeah, like you said, playing soccer for a living, get to wake up every day, and it's a lifestyle now, you exactly. know? And exactly, exactly. I mean, you're living in LA, and every day, I mean, what would you guys do this morning? So he's played last night, so. Yeah, I played last night, woke up this morning, you know, went over to a region session, stretched, you know, all that kind of stuff, recuperating, because we got a, you know, we got another home game against Sac Republic this coming up weekend, which is, you know, they, they just beat San Antonio the other, last night 2-1, so okay. they've been a top team in the league. Yeah, so you know, you just get ready for the next game. Yeah. And, uh, Know, we're gonna get back to the drawing board a little bit on some on some of the things we got another player coming in this this week as well so yeah it's all you know when your focus is you know, three points every weekend it's it's exciting yeah what uh, and, and what about talk I guess we've not we can't really go I'll, I'll do a little bit of that when I do my introduction but with I mean you and Tuck growing up and always playing on the same club teams and then your collegiate decision initially was based on you two going somewhere together and then when you transferred it was based on you two going somewhere together so how is that now 
that you two are apart now, I and mean, you're both playing professional soccer, but yeah, I mean, he's in Nashville, yeah, in LA. Yeah, being separated is, is tough, just because you know we were we were so together for so long, and but uh, you know I'm happy to see him doing well. Um, you know, Nashville's a great great organization. It's you know brand new, fresh year for them. They have a home opener with this coming up weekend. They've already sold over 15,000 tickets. Uh, moved had to move it into Nissan Stadium, which is where the Titans play. So. Like I said, he's in a he's in a great area. Yeah. You know, eventually, hopefully, we get to a point in our careers where we can eventually play end our careers on the same team. You know how it started. So that's Are you something down the road. There's there, it's not out with the realm of possibilities to think that you could play against each other. Yeah. Have you, you ever done that before, or just in practice, or ever? yeah, just in training sessions? I've never played against him. Maybe USL Cup final this year. That would East be nice, right? Yeah. He, He's a handful, but <laughs> he is a handful. Yeah. He has a handful. Yeah. Pic- picture going against somebody that's the exact same speed, the exact same strength, knows all your, you know, weaknesses, knows yeah. all your moves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's it's, not falling it's for an your even moves. Matchup. Nah. Yeah. I always found I always liked playing against Tuck because I always felt like it was a good physical battle, yeah. and you know, Tuck will probably admit himself, and a tra- and in the training. He doesn't want to get any scraps. In practice, he's like, well, why am I going to get it? So he always took it a little bit easier. And obviously, I was Mr. Aggressive all the time. Cup final at, at a regen session. <laughs> Blood, sweat, and spit yeah. all over my jersey. <laughs> so I always liked playing against Tuck because I always felt like it was I could go hard on him and he, and he didn't he didn't hold any grudges or anything like that against me. But uh, I, I'm glad he's doing well. Uh, I mean, it definitely could happen that you two guys could play against each other. Yeah, I mean, I think we'd we'd really enjoy that. That would be brilliant. I think it would also my family would really enjoy that as well. Yeah. It would just be, you know, it'd be unique because you've never played yeah. you've never played against each other in two different jerseys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it would be would be interesting. Uh, and what what if he to score like off a corner against you? Know, and I, and if I was marking him, or <laughs> that, I presume you would pick him up. Who else is going to pick him up? Yeah, <laughs> you would need you would need to pick him up. Right. You wouldn't really leave that to someone else. Uh, I guess we'll finish up by just talking about you know you spoke about a little bit plans for the future. I mean, what advice could you give to any young lads right now that are you know either looking at you know collegiately. You know, I want to play in college, or they're looking, they're in college right now, and they're they're thinking about how how to get to the pros. I guess it's kind of a two pronged question, but I mean, what advice could you give to any young guys or footballers out there that, that want to make it? Yeah, I mean, I would say never, like, never put your head down. I mean, we we, we, we ended up at a Division two school originally, and then you know, continued to work and ended up going Division one. You know, get, got drafted, went to an MLS team, now back at a US, now down to a USL team. Like, it's always you know, it's a roller coaster ride, like I said earlier. So it, it, you just have to con, you know continue to play and continue to work hard, and you know, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Never, the right person sees you. You just need one coach to like you. Yeah. You know, there's like you said, there's over, you know, 60 professional teams in the United States, more, and so that's, you know, how many coaches there are. You just need one one coach to like you, and you can get into a team, so you never know who's, you know, who's going to see you play and, and uh, you know, take a, take a chance on you. Yeah, and, and, and you're not guaranteed anything. You have to work yeah. hard. A lot of people say, like, I get pretty frustrated when people say, oh, you're lucky that you didn't, you got a scholarship in college, or you're lucky that you're doing this, and I was like, no, well, I worked hard for it. When you guys were out 
drinking or partying or yeah. doing whatever after games studying I, to get academic scholarships yeah, and whatnot you know, you know like I, I was I was doing my thing to, to make sure I was ready to to play at whatever level I was there to play at so uh, yeah I mean definitely it's 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 a process, like you said, it's a roller coaster. But I mean, I'm proud of you, man. I'm glad you're playing where you're yeah. where you're playing, and I always get a buzz out of seeing you know your name on places and tucks as well. And uh, I mean, I wish you guys all the best in the future. And I'm, I'd, anyone that wants to follow your career, what, what's your handle on Instagram? Anyone can look you up. Yeah, just my name, just Walker Hume. Just Walker Hume, yeah. no spaces. All right, yeah. they can look you up on that and follow your career. Uh, your team plays. Play next uh, Saturday at home. You play Saturday at home. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, best of luck. Thanks you for joining us today, and yeah, hopefully again. one day we'll get you and Tuck on together. Yeah. And we can we can reminisce some more about some old times. All right, guys. Until next time. See you.